pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Yo, welcome back to Catch the Moment Podcast. It's your host, David Tyree. Appreciate y'all for checking in with me for another episode. You already know we're going to give you the jewels. We're going to give you the journey, process, pain point. Um, I mean, I like to say every every guest is special, but y'all know my passion is Jersey, is is Christ, but it's ultimately life. And man, my my boy Quentin Spotwood here got a whole lot to offer. Q, appreciate you for joining, fam. Absolutely, man. Glad to be here. Glad to see you. Glad to see my boy DT. I got to set the stage because the average person won't really know your pedigree, but you know, you're a personal, you a legend in my mind, right? So, um, Quentin Spotwood parade USA today, all American playboy college, all American best punt returner in the country for the Syracuse Orangemen at a time where Syracuse was a national championship contender. We obviously, we, you know, we're going to connect all the dots, but I gotta, yes. <laughs> I mean, and there's more than that, you know, had a good cup of coffee in the National Football League, we're going to talk about, I mean, you got a heck of a journey because you were a titan um, at the wide receiver position. I mean, honestly, as a return, I don't even understand. I'm like, spot ain't that fast. Why can't nobody get, get this job? <laughs> no, but you had, you had that deceptive yeah. speed. So I had to just say that just to kind of, you know, get a little bit of resume out the way. I'm going to start right here because we got the Jersey connection, and I know – you, we've given so much flowers toward each other through the years. What were, where were you? What do you remember the first time you ever saw the helmet catch? And you know, just give me, you know, take 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 us all back there. And what you know, what was going through your head at the time? Well, I was watching it. <laughs> so I was actually watching the game, and I mean, I I know the game. Yeah. I know the passion. I knew your passion. So the fact that you were on that stage and you came through. And I can look back and see your progress from working yeah. for that moment. Yeah. It was special, man. Yeah. It was special, you being from Jersey, you being from Syracuse. And more than that, I've seen your progress as a youngin. I see yeah. your passion as a youngin. See, a lot of people don't understand that you may have a, an, an athlete that goes to college, he's parade this, parade that, but there's somebody that's watching behind him that's willing to work. Yeah, and then everybody gets their turn, and you made a great, great, great opportunity with your turn. And I can speak for myself. I can speak for Jersey. Yeah, we proud, my man. I appreciate that. That's that. That means the most. You you never know, right? So it's it's kind of one of these things where you know aspiring athletes, and obviously you know athletic serves as the metaphor of life, the human experience, the resiliency necessary. I definitely got to get in some of your formative years because you know. Everybody loves to say the term, get it out the mud. I'm like, listen, everybody got their own set of mud, right? Yeah, life life yeah, be out here lifing, right? But um, you definitely, you got it that way. What were some of the formative experiences for you, knowing from, coming from Elizabeth, New Jersey, that kind of created the pathway and, you know, some of the struggles that really cultivated your mindset? Most of the time, I've, I've spoken about this with my wife, of course, I came up with her. She went to Elizabeth High, so she knows the stories. Mm. So, you know, sports, um, not just football, kept me away from the streets, mm. kept me away from trouble. Yeah. Um, and that's basically what I was brought up in. 
you know, born in Newark. Mm-hmm. That's where I lived. I used to catch the bus to Elizabeth schools as a youngin. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people don't know that. And then uh, <clears throat> my freshman of high school, freshman of high school, that's when I started football. You didn't play no middle school ball? No Pop Warner. I didn't play none of that. It was freshman. <laughs> oh, so, this Negro. And, and that's <laughs> because what, what my friends say, yo, you should go out for the team. We need a quarterback. Like, once we get to ninth grade, we need a quarterback. I'm no quarterback. <laughs> Later on that year, my mother, my father was never around. Okay. You know what I mean? My mother actually went to prison. Didn't get Your out. mom went to prison? Freshman wow. year of high school. Didn't get out till I was a senior in Syracuse. Came to my senior games. So, Man. a lot of people wouldn't know that. They, you know, this, they just see Spot running up and down the field. So, Man, I, I, I tugged a lot with me. But, again, like you always speak on the Lord, like, I was blessed, man. I was yeah. blessed to, to go through it. I was blessed for the experience to get a degree, you know what I mean, and to meet wonderful people on that journey. So no complaints from me, man. Bro, all right, so you, I'm going <laughs> to unpack that just a little bit, right? So, and I know I tell people, number one, mental health is this buzzing, buzzing topic. It's a real thing. Yes. You know, whether it's a coping mechanism or whether it's resiliency, how did you deal with that? current reality right it's like one thing we're fathers now so we see the other end and i think the average father wants to provide a better circumstance than what they had regardless of whether it was good or whether it was bad yes um but even more so knowing that okay there was some there was some lack there and then you talk about mom going to prison what were you at psychologically at that point and how did you survive it that's why i'm so big on sports because i know what it did for me yeah you know, I, like I said, I, I lived in dope houses. I lived in crack houses, not lived block. in them. I'm talking about lived in them, and that's that was the norm. Man. So, going out to Jefferson Park, going out to the park, playing baseball, playing football, that kept me close to childhood and not venturing into that. Jeez. So, and a lot of that is God, man. A lot, a lot of people yeah. like to say, "Oh, how did you cope?" I didn't cope. If yeah. it wasn't for somebody, a higher entity, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm preserving you. You I'm, really felt like there was some... some man, st- I'm that dude getting life. I'm that dude starting his own drug cartel mm-hmm. and getting shot in the head. That's that's the hood yeah. for the most part. So, And I tell people all the time, is, yeah, you're talking about 90s, right? So yeah. that's coming out of crack era. That's coming out of, you know, yeah. just to shape it because we still got, you know, challenging... You know, challenging neighborhoods these days, but even it's, it's different. It's different. It's different, man. It's the different. value's going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different, you know. Um, man, like I said, so some of that is news to me. I knew you had a real, because, you know, you know, uh, my roommate, Maurice McLean, yeah. you know, he's Absolutely. from Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I already know what's going on in Elizabeth. So, but you become highly recruited. Um most people have no reason to know that we played each other in the state championship. <laughs> yes, sir. And y'all won. And we did win. Yeah, we did won. win. I got to confess that not only did we win, but we yeah. shamed ourselves and lost to Morris Knowles the next week. I don't know yeah, if y'all we, followed that because no, y'all was... Yeah. We was up. We was still Y'all was heat. tight, right? Yeah, we was real tight. They had an all-star team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got it. So it's like, you talking about an all-star team. <laughs> you know, for, for all the local local heads, Al Hawkins was a, a one of the greatest talents to ever come through New Jersey. Point blank, period. It was... Chose to play professional baseball, yeah. was slinging that thing. Yes. Could have went anywhere. Yes. Spot. I mean, y'all had y'all were loaded. Yes. We had thirteen. I'm gonna cut you off. Get it. I think the streets and Smith 
high school, we had 13 returning seniors. Yeah. That all their names were mentioned. We had a lot of guys with the Honorable All-American. Because they, I mean, during that time, Public schools was it. It now was you it. Got the private schools. You know, you had to rep your city. Come on, bro. It was no. It was no. Come on, I don't bro. like that coach. I could get to go over here and be. Nah, you had to rep. You had to rep your you city. You had to rep Elizabeth. That's bro. where you're from. That's what you do. So it's such a good thing to hit. I mean, like we all live in it where we, you know, parochials run the state of New Jersey. Yes, New Jersey absolutely. is like one of these pioneering states. Yes. Um, I can remember when you know Bosco kind of shifted the tide. But we used to play Bergen Catholic every year yes. on our schedule. So mm-hmm. we beat Bergen as my, my junior year. Yeah. So, but, you know, um, beating y'all was like, we, we knew we had the state sewn up. Yeah. And then we had, you know, we rolled up on this T.D. Bop, Morris Knowles, yeah. and <laughs> Fear to Veer. Because they, they ran that Veer to Perfection and yeah. mopped us up after we beat an all-star team. Yeah. But you're talking about perennial historical powerhouses in Montclair, you know, high school football. But, but, but. You were taught, like, I can remember hearing our coaches, like, this Quentin Spotwood kid is special. And, you know, so, of course, in our competitive minds, yeah, yeah. we we try to make sure this dude don't get off. And I'll never forget this bombs over Baghdad going on the sideline. But it was actually, I'm going to tell you what was pivotal about that game. It was, I dropped the touchdown pass that game. And I'm like, bro, so it's not what made, it's not the glory that makes you, it's, that. It's that. It's that. And my mom, I, I'll never forget. I'm soaking. We won the game, but I'm soaking. She get, she rolled up on me, and and I'm sitting there pissed. And she gave me this letter, and it said, "Look the ball into your hands." You, I, you know, you kind of almost thought it was gonna be a moment of comfort. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's what it is. It was real. So, but you were the benchmark, and you went to Syracuse. So obviously, when I get mine. You was that dude, and by the time I get there, you're, you're all American. So talk to me about, like, your mindset going into Q's, the opportunities, and how you staged, you know, your entrance into college football, which was – it was it was special you know, playing with D-Nab at the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, that – McNabb was one of the reasons why – big reason why I chose the um, – Rutgers just wasn't it. At um, all. Ohio State at the time. I was waiting for my SATs. They didn't want to wait. Wow. I think at the time, and I always remember it. Yeah. They got D. Miller at the time. That was the, it was between me and him to get that scholarship, wow. to get that offer. That thing could have been the Ohio State, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was always wide receiver you. Even Absolutely. going back there, it still is now. Ooh, <laughs> boy, boy. But, you know, DT, think about that, man. Like, I, I sit around, I talk to my kids, and it's what I can remember is just working. Mm. That's because, to be honest, when it came to sports, that's all I had. Like you said, I wasn't the fastest. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I had to work getting up there. I'm, I'm, I'm small. Got big Donovan Darius throwing you around in one on ones. You know that these Damn. guys is is grown men. Gorilla, still a boy. You know what I mean. I'm, <laughs> I'm still a boy. So, <laughs> once I got on that workout schedule and then I started to realize what college is and yeah. being a true freshman at the yeah. time I didn't you play I didn't know how that went so Man. every every for my first two years I was always on academic probation and mm. I didn't realize I was like yo I'm going to class I'm doing like what it is <laughs> then I realized I'm looking at older guys like Jim Turner they got their books on the airplane and I'm like oh that's what it is. I'm thinking I'm just traveling like this. <laughs> this ain't the league, bro. You got to go. 
You got to do your schoolwork. Hey, student athlete. Straight up. Bro, people don't understand how much of a grind. Yeah, it's a grind. It's a grind, man. But when you get it, when you get that momentum, yeah. then once I got it, it was like, okay, school, football. Of course, you're going to have fun. It's college. Of course. But the the point of it all was it it was work. And then, you know, it, it, it wasn't hard on the field because we had some great teams bro man. you know we had so, so i i had to get to the wall it ain't like i had the juke <laughs> bunch of people. i think that's one of the reasons they put me back on punt return because i caught the ball yeah I remember i'm saying it. i wasn't ashamed i caught it my job was to get to the get wall. to the wall that's it i'm not doing a bunch of juking <laughs> hopefully i can make this one guy miss but i'm getting to that wall but hard work vt you know that bro, bro. Uh, that, trust bro. me it was more than that because by the time <laughs> i get there Obviously, it's, it's your junior year, and, yeah. and, and I want to paint the picture, especially not like playing as a freshman back then was uncommon, especially at Syracuse. Like you had to be something special. It was it was you, Dwight Freeney from my class. Yeah. He played as a true freshman, so he put, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was it wasn't you. We had dudes, some dogs that was getting red shirts back then. That's how you know they did a great job recruiting Jersey back yes. then. And I know we all ball, but I'm I'm, I'm focused on your mentality because I'm talking about what I'm seeing is you and KJ as the starting wide receivers, Donovan McNabb. I remember, uh, was it Norm Gerber? Was it, was he the receiver coach? I forget. Yeah, it. yeah Gerber, Gerber. Gerber. Gerber, yeah. He said, we got to catch a 90%. I'm at like 76%. Yeah. I'm yeah. poo, poo. I think I was 97. I you was sticking with it, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about diving one. I'm like, this nigga is impossible. <laughs> this Negro is impossible. Yeah. Like you, you was like you was like a superhero at that time for me, just not being really, really ready. So, when you talk about work ethic and what sets you, what do you feel like is is different? And I know as a parent, you got some thoughts too. What do you feel like is lacking in relation to you know whether it's the modern athlete or the the mentality of emerging generation? Oh, we know it's a little tougher now with the social media. It is. The distraction is crazy. It's it's hard for them. And as a father, I have to understand that. That doesn't mean that I'm a a waiver on what's important, but I do got to understand it's harder for them. The things that motivated me, it's not going to motivate them. So their parent, their mother, their father, they're in the house. Yeah. They have their own. Most of them, yeah. Yes, they're not bouncing from house to house just trying to stay somewhere comfortably and get to football practice. So sure. the hunger different. There you go. The hunger is different. But you got to have the you hunger. Have it. You there it have is. It. I always tell them, if not, you can come sit by me. It's okay. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with being just a regular person. You know, everybody not built to make that catch. Nah, That's man. why everybody didn't do it. Listen, and, and I've never, you know, like one big misconception, I was fortunate to get these seven years. And so when I... No, I always knew who I was, right? You know, like my secret sauce was knowing exactly who I was and were not lacking confidence at any at any stage. So, you know, um, yeah, it was probably your senior year where I'm I'm the red shirt freshman, but I win the I win the third wide receiver position with Shadi as um, you know, that was yes. Brian Schottenheimer as yes. our as our coach. So it was you, Jay Lowe, Daniels at yeah. the time still there. But when it comes to grinding, that's all I had. I didn't. Ha- I was not sexy. I knew <laughs> there was nothing sexy yeah. about me, bro. It yes, it was yes. reps, reps, reps. Yes, but bro, you you had a unique a unique skill set. You're intuitive. Um, so 
when you, you know, and this is just, some of this is just a celebration because I knew who you were before the yes, injury. I appreciate so that. when I'm thinking about this injury, talk to me because no, yeah. no one will know the greatness that I witnessed <laughs> like that. Yeah. Talk to me about that, that moment when you got the ACL injury. Yeah. Internally, I, I can remember seeing it in your eyes, looking at it like this. It was almost like I felt like I could say, like, he, does he think the world is over? I, I, I couldn't yeah. identify with it. That's, that's a good point. I mean, looking back, I mean, even going through it, a lot of that was a blur. Mm. Now, looking back, because remember, if, if I walk you through the story, it was sports for me. Yeah. So, and I played sports, and then it turned into love. Like, I love this. It got me a scholarship. Like, I like this. I always wanted to work to get to college. Never did I try to work really? to get to the NFL. It, it never Wow, that's that's really my same yeah. dream. I just wanted to get away from poverty, get to college, make something of myself, and that's where it kind of got cut off. When the politics came in, for me, it was like, uh, yeah, I played this for what I played this for. When I started seeing things that I didn't understand, because I'm not a, a political guy, it took uh, away from me. Give me some of the politics. <laughs> we both went to Syracuse. I experienced my own set of politics. And everybody experienced this wherever they go, it. right? Yeah, and it yeah, takes yeah, some yeah. growing up to, to yes. understand yes. how to navigate it. Yes. But what did you experience there that you felt like was, damn, these jokers are screwing me? When I look at Coach Prime. Yeah. And I look at certain situations of the players that he had on his team. He hugs that. He embraces that. Yeah. So, and there's no knock on Coach P. Coach P was a good college di coach. Di yeah, different time, different era. Different time, different, different era. Different person. But you got a kid that, such as myself, and I'm only speaking for myself, that is from where he's from. Yeah. Give him a scholarship. That's it. He's still on his own. Yeah. Now when he gets hurt, now the, the oh, spot, the spot, that go away. And now it's like, he's just a kid. Just he's still the kid that his parents not there. Thank God for my grandmother, my family, yeah. extended family, my wife family. Um, Felt alone. So, alone. And, and not a lot of coaches made me feel comfortable. But yeah. that, who am I to complain? No, no, nah, that's listen, not a complaint. That's, listen, a, you know, that's, that's a reality, though. Yes. But at, listen, you got to distinguish it, though. You know? We have to. It's really, really, really important when you, you, know, you, you just think about this. Not just this, you know, because we think about sports, but it's really a formative experience at that stage for us as athletes. Yes. Um, you're looking at coaches as mentors, right? I mean, like, at the end of the yes. day, we talk about the power of a positive coach. You know, considering where you came from, you look at, you know, where you've arrived to, and and I, and I still want to get into the transition phase, but who were some of those people that you felt like were, you know, like pillars for you and, and safe places that helped you sustain um, a healthy mindset through some of the, you know, some of these Real challenging transitions. Yeah, I mean, my sister, my yeah. sister was always there. Yeah, absolutely. I so, mean, she, she, she was always there. My grandmother, my aunt. I remember hearing about grandma. Yeah, yeah, grandma. She made the trips, man. So yeah, she, she kept me, kept me home, kept me grounded. Um, my wife now, her family. She, she, yeah. she been, she been trucking for a minute. So the ladies was coming through for you. Yeah, yeah, the ladies. It's, it's That's it. They was coming. They was coming through. Um, Talk about man, the good Lord kept me. If, yeah, if, if he didn't keep me, I'm saying until now, I'm 45 years old, before yeah. the six in December, could have been anywhere, man. And, and, no, it's and, true. It's know? true. 
Of course, we have to choose what voice we're going to listen to. Yes. Um, we have, and that's the voices within and the external voices. And so when you when you talk when you really considering the destination that you plan on arriving, it's formative experiences and formative voices. But you know, it's it's good to hear you talk through kind of what you endured at Syracuse because we are looking at you as a young dude. Like it was like, man, this this is the guy that I saw and I see him right now as a Playboy All American. Remind me of some of the people you on that tour with because yeah. <laughs> people think like I'm like listen I do I don't have a lot of dudes that I like yeah. I didn't rub shoulders with a lot of ballers you rub shoulders with some <laughs> with some titans bro yeah I be telling my kids so you know I caught passes from Tom Brady we was in the East West <laughs> we was in the East West game yeah um, Peter Warwick was considered one of the best <sighs> at the time well Rick, he was really we talk about the route running technician Peter he, Warwick kind of changed the game. He yeah. Yeah. Uh Ricky Williams was around that time. Um they, they He was right there with him. They, it was there. It was it was a good time, man. Yeah. It was a good time, man. Listen, man, it was um a good time. the only strength I had was knowing exactly who I was and believing that I could contribute more, be more, be a be a be a receiver, be a starter. Yes. But um you were like I said, you you were you didn't just have the skill set, you had the work ethic. We had a real intuitive intuitive game like I'm like how's this dude separating like this it was, it was almost like um he was like one of the mystery players because he wasn't like super straight he was fast but not like super straight line no, fast like no I'll be watching some clips now like give me give me somebody up. that you look at tonight and you're like okay I was kind of like that because I know we, we do that every now and then I'm thinking Keenan Allen from that silky. He, he, he's yeah. silky. He just but smooth. With I'm him. nothing like him. But I if I had, to, if I have to mimic, because not fast, but he yeah. get open, catch Ooh, the ball, the consistent. Yeah. So I enjoy. I enjoy being a fan now. Yeah. Like watching, just just being a fan. Um, All right, but you got to walk me through this, bro. So because <laughs> because I. I know what what dark times can be like if you're like in the head, and up until now, these conversations really haven't been had, right? And, and like I said, I think we're ready to have them now, and some maybe a little bit earlier, just have a real transparent dialogue about, like, man, I was either depressed, um, I didn't know, because you you talk about a real identity crisis at the end of the day, like when you go through that injury, and you have expectations, bro, you were. You was the first day guy projected coming out of you know like if if you chose to leave Syracuse after that third year, and honestly it wasn't that much more to accomplish yeah. aside from just a successful season making sure. it through, yeah. and um because the first few games you and KJ <laughs> was lighting it up with D Nab so yeah. I could see it, but and then you obviously still get a chance and I know I know you had a free agent spot with the Giants was it was it the Giants yeah Giants uh, Dolphins even was out down there with the Cowboys for a minute. Okay, Sorry. talk to me about that experience where you know, like you were you you were at a position of dominating, mm -hmm. and now you're just looking for a shot. Yes, and like what's going through that that mental process, and how did you begin to really find worth in in the midst of that transition journey? Yeah, that's a good question. Like I told you before, I I never mentally for myself, I never shot a shot thinking about the NFL. Yeah, that wasn't it just. It just wasn't. I mean, as it started to, I started to make plays and I started to see, it was like, oh, okay, cool. But then, next thing you know, I got hurt. Yeah. So my mind wasn't, it wasn't like 
my hard work took me to get in the scholarship. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where it was at. It, it was never like, oh, now I can. So, and then, you know, once it started to do with the free agency, and I remember Kurt Herbstreet said, I will be still in the second round. I, I remember this stuff. That's yeah, important of course. stuff. That's, that's our life. Yeah. But honestly, DT, it's, you know, a lot of that during those, those early years was, I always said to myself, the first couple of years, if I can't make any money with football, if I can't continue to have my passion, I'm okay with stepping away. And, and once the love, once the love dwindles, it's too many people coming from behind. So, so you got one time for the love to go, and then, no, you, you excuse me, I don't care what you did in college, it's, it's on to the next. They're getting bigger, and they're getting faster. They are. So it take, it, it, you know, I'm no different than the, the average youngin. It takes a while to adjust to the game that you worked hard for Yeah. to now you're, you're on a back burner. Because football don't owe you anything. Don't owe you You got to put the work in. But after... After I got hurt, I felt it owed me something. I'm still, I'm still a youngster. Boom, boom. <laughs> hey, see, that's that's real though. You no, know, absolutely. Yeah. So, and I always I t- tell my kids, you can have two chips on your shoulders, either mine or Tom Brady's. Wh- which mm. one you want? You you get to the point where you work really hard, and then you think the game owe you something. It doesn't. Mm. It, it'll replace you fast, or you get a chip on your shoulder and say, "I'm gonna show them," and you go 20 years in the league. Boom. It, you know, so it, I, I like to teach like that, but like I say, man, it's been a ride. Yeah. It's, it's been a... Nah, man, you're still living a ride because yeah, you, you're talking about learned experiences and the ability to impact lives afterwards. And, you know, at the end of the day, none of us, we, we talk about it as transitioning athletes, but hey, man, you were the, like, you were the best at something for yes. a long time. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so even when I would, you know, work with current athletes, I would say congratulations. You're, you know, you're the one percent. You're the best in the world at what you do, and you haven't even stepped on the field. Yeah. Now, you got to prove if you're the best amongst the best. Yes, right. So it's obviously, it's, you know, it's, it, it becomes more elite with each breath that you get a chance to do that particular craft. Mm-hmm. But you, but you can't be born for it because you can't do it for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. right? So I try to disconnect. Like, hey man, go go feed the dream and paint the reality. That's it. Right. But at the end of the day. You have to be a son, a husband, a father. Yes. What do you? What have you enjoyed and learned most in your, you know, post football life? That for one of the first things you spoke about is now that I'm putting them in position where they don't have to have a certain struggle that kids shouldn't see. Sure, you understand. So it's love, home, mm. discipline, but love. Absolutely, it, it's it's not struggle. Hey, you know, kids. It, as, as much as people from the hood or it's allowed to struggle, kids aren't supposed to know they're in a struggle. They're exactly. not supposed to be alone as they're journeying through life. They're not supposed to be alone except in a scholarship. And what I mean by alone is not your direct parents. Yeah. God sends you. He's going to send you help. That's yeah. the beauty of him. Big facts. Your, your immediate you know, mother and father not there. So, you know, I was making big boy decisions early. By yourself. So, you for know, the most part. For more. the most part, yes. Yeah. You know, you, you got uh, community, some help in the community, the family, coaches. But, you know, it's everybody is still not those two people yeah. that you need to set that that stage for yourself. Yeah, you know, yeah, emotion. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Especially as a younger. Um, but 
listen, man, um, even with them seeing, like, they, you know, a lot of them, my kids are like, Dad, everywhere you go, remember, I was with my son when I saw you. Yeah. Everywhere you go, you know somebody. I said, well, you know, and I don't have to look over my shoulder because yeah. of the type of man I am. You know, I walk through life, try to be kind. Yeah. You know, you try to be upfront with people. And just teaching them that, man, it's, it's, it's right, it's wrong. It's, it's, yeah, valuable. They, they, they make it a gray area. Like, <laughs> you know, they, you know. Listen, man, I said, you know, the gray doesn't become relevant until you perfect the black and white, yeah. right? I mean, that's, that's like I said, there's right and wrong, and then there's a better way, right? That's that's where it gets gray, where, you know, there's there's a way, and then there's a better way. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but until you get right from wrong, right? You have it, to. It's, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah, we're not trying to get to that gray area. Oh, that's true, man. You know, when you think about lessons or what are the values that you kind of hang your hat upon, that whether you're coaching, parenting, mm-hmm. that you're trying to really ensure, like, this is what you need to lock in on. When you feel like whether it was something that made you successful, yeah. what are those values or ethos that you feel like you live by that's, that's impregnable and you want, you know, people that come in contact with you to ensure that they take away? Be genuine in what, you, what you're trying to get done. It's like good. If, you know, if, if you have what you're trying to do, be genuine. I, I spoke to some kids in uh, Clark not too long ago. I was telling them, you know, first thing I always tell, you know, student athletes is be kind to your parents, be kind to your community. That's first. That's first and foremost. You can't walk around here and just being a bad person and think that you're going to excel at something. You you, you understand? It's amazing how many adults still can't (laughs) figure that part out. out. (laughs) But you got to start with the youngest. Yeah. And uh, education, of course. Um, you, You know, you can't do any of that, anything extra without that. Yeah. And then the thing I tell them when it comes to sports is that if if you really want to do this, you got to find a way to be obsessed with it. It got it has to Come it, on, it, it has to take over you. And, <laughs> and and this is why I say to you, I don't put any bad blood on anybody for my experience. Whether sure. It's high school, college, parents, none of that, because something God put in me where. I became obsessed. Yeah. So when you came up to Syracuse, you saw that. So you, you saw, and that that's what it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't want to say I wasn't blessed because I was blessed with no. some athletic ability. Oh, you was blessed but for sure. When we when we watch guys like Peter Warwick and oh, no. Lavernius yeah, Coles, different. how they run up and down was, the field, different levels to this. I tell we you, we were blessed a little bit different with speed. One hundred percent. Eighty-seven Buick out here, bro. You hear me? I mean, I was old faithful, yeah. but I ain't had no. You know, it's it's just, just different levels. Yeah. I kind of look at it like it's different cars on a, on a race track. Absolutely. It don't mean that you can't race. No, don't mean you can't do it. <laughs> so that obsession man and and kids and kids have to understand that yeah have to understand that that if you really trying to compete if that's what you're trying to do let it take let let it take over your life as long as you're doing those other key things and you let that take over then you're gonna see some things you're gonna get out there i love it i love it all right man just um, from a standpoint of you know this we talk about the athlete transition Identity is obviously the biggest or the most challenging part for most of us coming out of that ecosystem, being the best at something in the world. And now you got to figure out what am I good at? Yes. What was that process like for you? And, you know, obviously you're you're um, respectfully, gainfully employed, working a great job. And how did you settle in 
And what was some of your pro? Because there wasn't a whole lot of resources like that back then. Now the resources are through the roof. I've been through. I've been through the whole cycle of it. How did you find your way? And you know, and when did you feel like right, I'm really good? Yeah. Well, you know, up at Syracuse, yo, with something you got to go to the dentist. They yeah, got you. I got you. Something with your license, they got you. So. <laughs> You go. It's like that's not that's not considered the real world. It's then, not. You're in a fishbowl. Yes. When that's done, then it's like, I right, I gotta do all this. <laughs> like I gotta really pay all this. I gotta pay attention to them tickets and do all this. Yeah. I think what settled me is when I had my child. Yeah. Had my first child, and then start coming in. You know, the, my wife always been there, and you know, women are most <laughs> good ones are who. Help with we got you a good one. You bro. understand what I'm saying? And we know the, the 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 big role they play. Yeah, with just keeping us grounded. Because it again, going through a phase where you're one way, and then you walking away from that. Yeah, and then you have to adjust to this. You know, it's it can be challenging. And and again, for a while, it was just more so. I'm I'm like this. Like I'm not. I wasn't given what I could be given to kids as far as football, yeah. sports, and because I'm still trying to find my way, still Big trying fact. to find my comfort. And you actually need some real time. It's like almost mentally, we don't know how to give our space, ourselves the space internally to understand that this is an entire new process yes. of growth, of learning. Yes. And I said, anytime you do anything new, it's difficult. And I think that's that's where most people, we have a lot of fear because, you know, anytime you lack experience, you lack confidence. Yes. But, man, you conquered those mountains, man. This is one of these episodes that's personal and passionate for me because you were the mark and the standard. And, like, internally, as much as we don't talk as much, as like, these are the people I do it for. It's like these titans, these legendary figures who weren't able to go places that, God, I, I know... Like, you see me a whole hooligan. Ain't too many people who know BCDT. <laughs> hey, all right, I got to ask you this. You make me laugh so you can make me laugh. What was you thinking when you when you were seeing this young dude from Montclair for these first couple of years? It was college. Because <laughs> <It was, yo. laughs> back in time, Mo didn't drink, Black yeah. didn't drink. I'm a, I'm a full raging fool. <laughs> and we had some... We had some, some goons. moments, but yeah, we and, and we had some moments, but it, it was it was college. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. We enjoyed the moment. We necessarily <laughs> stopped, and now we reflect on it like so we knew what was what, and yeah, what could have went worse, and how bad we were. Oh, listen, in man. Certain aspects. Don't worry, I was worse than all y'all jokes. So much could have went so much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I felt like I, I felt like I defiled everybody. I Most of y'all cats out the hood wasn't drinking. <laughs> no. Like y'all was so locked in to make it out of some of these circumstances. But then, as we <laughs> got up, then, the- <laughs> I remember coming back and we linked up. We was like, "What is going on?" I messed everybody up. Man, we was going. <laughs> now nah, we was out of control. Was- Thank God, we, yeah. we we survived it. And um, you know, I tell, I, I try to be careful to be honest about my story. Yeah. But not celebrate buffoonery yeah. because I would never want my son to endure some things that Absolutely. I that, that I've endured. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a chance to tell it. It's in a repentful, but it's in an honest disposition. Yes. So, but bro, like I said, it was some of your drive. It was some of your talent. It was it was remarkable to witness 
but even more so watching you navigate these spaces, catching you out in Piscataway. You know, we yeah. both living in Piscataway, doing well. Man, bro, you're a true giant in Jersey. And like I said, not only did you don them at the greatest level, but I always wanted to celebrate success. And your success is admirable. You know, so keep... Likewise. Too. Yeah, man. Likewise. We're getting great done every single day, man. So I appreciate your life. Let, you know, let if, if you want, man, just let everybody know what your vision is in relation, not just for your, you know, whether it's your children, business aspirations, what you're most looking forward to um, through your story, you know, because there's more to tell. Whatever kids, not just my children, can get from my story to motivate them sure. to be the best version of themselves, even parents, just Seriously? putting their kids in situations, putting their family in situations. So, and that's what it's all about to me. Business, we gonna pick and choose what we do. Sure, we gonna make money. We, yeah, we got we got this up here. Sure, we got that, and we treat people well. But it's more so. I'm sure my story can motivate yeah. kids. It always have. Always have. And even if it's the guys coming up behind me, mm-hmm. it's, it's motivation. And that's what I feel God put me here for, to motivate people. I'm so, definitely, I'm built to take care of my family. I'm yeah. built to, to, to be, you know, be loving to my friends. Real but, men work, man. You, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So just to motivate, man. Just to motivate. Anytime you call, Anytime, you know, the You've brothers, we are one. We are one and the same when it comes to the mission of use me yeah. for the good. Yeah, Whether it's my story. Use it. So I'm here, brother. I appreciate the invite. Listen, man, uh, you you are the you the reason these platforms exist, <laughs> yeah. man. It's a you big know, deal, man. You know, um, you know they say you, you know we're all the sum total of of our choices and our shared experiences. So um, we think, you know, when I think about how God knits stories together, grateful that you're a part of mine. So, hey, listen, man, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all for, for tuning in. Get the gems from this remarkable journey because it's not just athletic heights. It's how you find stability, meaning, and purpose in the midst of your journey, how you overcome adversity. Um, except some of the, the nuances that we could only never be prepared for, but understand that you have to resolve. When I think about Quentin Spotwood, that's what his story represents, a life of dedication, commitment, um, and inspiration that's going to continue to permeate as long as we got this platform, man. So, um, man, get those gems because the grind don't stop. If you're going to be great at something, you got to be obsessed with it. So be obsessed <laughs> in your journey and continue to get great done. We appreciate y'all for tuning in to Catch Moment Podcast. Yes,